welcome to our first ever bonus episode of Living Louder, a podcast all about embracing imperfections and taking a leap of faith into a richer, fuller, more empowered life. So I'm sure at least a few of us have seen that there's a lot going on in Palestine right now. And for those of us who are not well-versed in global issues, it can be a little daunting to know where to start. So in this episode, I want to break format in order to shed light on this important issue. And I am bringing in therapist, professor, school counselor, and my friend, Alia Elasmar. Hi, Alia. How are you doing? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I would love for you to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your background and why this topic is so important. Yeah. So like you said, I'm marriage and family therapist and a school counselor, and I'm also in the education field. And within all of these professions, um, a huge part of my work isn't just mental health, but the activism around mental health Mm. and systemic issues. Mm-hmm. Um, because that that affects the individual at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm Palestinian American. It's my ethnicity, but I also officially belong to both countries. Okay. Um, okay. Dual citizenship. Yeah. Yes. Born here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Born here, uh, but also have gone back to visit. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, it's close to my heart because it's home for me. Yeah. And, um, but it, I also see a lot of the issues there mirrored here in our own country. Um, this is going to be a very simplified background, but sure. this is pretty much like the plot of what's happened. So, yeah, yeah. Um, as you know, there was the Holocaust mm-hmm. and a lot of Jews were displaced after the Holocaust. So, um, you know, after you're displaced, you want to find a location that can belong to you after all that trauma yeah. and displacement, you want to find something that belongs to you. You want to protect yourself so that doesn't happen again. Right. So from my perspective, this is, you know, the cycle repeating itself, they find the location, but this location has been indigenous to many people before that, Mm. um, which is the Palestinian people. And um, this is also really holy land to many religions Mm. and communities. So I think what happened is that um, Zionism was born. Mm. And Zionism, I would, I would compare Zionism to like ISIS, like these extreme groups that have come from religions that mm-hmm. don't represent the religion, mm. but st- like use the religion as a facade to look mm-hmm. like back there, um, like really racist genocidal agenda. Can I ask one question? Yeah. You know, have you seen the office where they're like, where Michael Scott is like, okay, tell me like I'm five years old. Like he keeps decreasing <laughs> the age. <laughs> Yes. That's yes. <laughs> so I I will admit I am Michael Scott in this situation. So you're yes. saying after the Holocaust, a lot of the Jews went and migrated to Palestine to take refuge. Yeah, to many lands, but one sure. of them was was Palestine and then an extremist group was born. An extremist um, group out of those refugees or out of the uh, people who out of refugees and what those refugees believe. So those refugees had children Mm -hmm. and those practices were passed down Mm -hmm. and passed down and passed down and passed down. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's similar to what we have here in America with white supremacy, right? Like it was born out of something really terrible, like slavery. Mm -hmm. And then 
we keep thinking it's getting better, but it's not. We have just different subtle ways that the racism is perpetuated. Mm -hmm. And that's usually through family cycles and cycles of media and things that we like narratives that we keep retelling. Yes. One thing that stood out to me that you said was there were already indigenous people that were living Mm -hmm. there. So that's, you're referring to like Palestinians born, raised, like generations there. I don't want to say authentic, but indigenous is the, is the term. Okay. And so, so we're looking at these two, two groups and that's kind of where, where this all birthed from. Yeah. So a few years later in 1948, Mm -hmm. we had, um, we were pushed out. Like that was the first major war where we were like Palestinians, we were pushed out of the country, like homes were displaced. Um, They took the land that they wanted. Um, And then there was so much unrest that I guess the US had jumped in or other countries started jumping in Mm. and tried to create like peace deals, right? Or a two state solution. Mm -hmm. And I think under different circumstances that may work, but unfortunately the group with power has a different agenda mm-hmm. so it's kind of like how we tell we keep telling our public that like police officers are going to get empathy training and <laughs> mental health training and like but police officers are still enforcing a different agenda right which is the broader agenda right. of a system yeah right yeah so it's similar to that of like yeah these all sound nice on tv mm-hmm. but that's not what's happening Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's happening is we have 3.8 billion US taxpayer dollars going to Israel's military. And Israel's military trained our police mm. and so on and so forth. So we have similar military tactic tactics. So the majority of the people that are in power are Zionists or so the majority of like the police and all of these structures of power are from this group. Yeah, I mean, IDF is highly, so that's definitely like Zionist belief. Mm -hmm. IDF is the Israeli Defense Forces, which is what their military is called. And they pretty much Uh, are running things now. Yep, they're pretty much running things. They've taken away weapons from Palestinians. So in the first war, we were not allowed to have weapons. They withdrew our weapons. They held um, a lot of the men captive because back then it was a very gender, Mm -hmm. um, traditional role-based society. Um, so they took a lot of the men who were seen as breadwinners to cut off food, food, water, defense supplies mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. the community, which is essentially women and children. Um, and that's how the occupation was born, where we're stuck in mm-hmm. these like little areas of our huge land. So do you feel like one of the ultimate goals is to pretty much just drive Palestinians out so they can take over that land? It, it, they'll tell us that like literally there uh, there's videos. If you look yeah. at the different um, resources, I'll give you later right now, specifically intent, because right now they're using mm-hmm. a cr- like more violence than usual wow. to really force people out. I mean, I was definitely shocked by some of the things that you were posting on your Instagram. And that's kind of honestly, like what mm-hmm. really got my attention because this is a home that you visited. My grandma's still there. <laughs> it's my grandma's house. Yeah, and my grandpa built it with his own bare hands with my uncle. And they're throwing oh. bombs and- Gas bombs. Yes, into the house, like your yeah. house. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I was jarred by that image. I'm like, how much more jarring is it to 
be living that type of existence and the resilience and the resolve to be like, this is my house. Like, I'm going to be here. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to be here. I'm going to stay here. You know, my cousins are there right now. They're um, American citizens. They live in San Bernardino. Normally they came to visit um, about a couple months ago because of distance learning. So this was their time to get to know their land. Yeah. And a lot of the messages that I was posting was from them. They were hiding in the room when all this was happening. They're watching their neighbor's house get bulldozed. So it's, it's, it is traumatizing. Mm-hmm. It becomes numbing after a while. And they're, yeah. mind you, my little cousins are like 15 or teenagers. So it's like, and one is 10. So it's, it's hard. It's, um, you feel like you really don't have space to breathe or be yourself. Right, um, right. So I guess I'll, I'll leave it with, this is a very big topic. People mm-hmm. make it a big topic. It's not a big topic. Mm-hmm. The U S disguises it as a big topic. Mm-hmm. The internet disguises it as a big topic because again, the money, uh, Israel has nuclear weapons. So we keep them as an ally by funding them mm-hmm. and funding their military. Mm-hmm. That's really the basis of all mm-hmm. this. So we're not going to tell our American citizens, hey, by the way, we're funding a genocide, essentially, right? right? We're not. I remember in 2015, I believe a few years ago, um, they shot a few a few children playing soccer, like eight, nine years old mm. on the beach. Mm. They were just running around playing soccer. They shot them from a helicopter. Mm. And I think about all the unarmed boys who've been shot here, the black and brown boys who've been shot here, mm-hmm. and how the media portrayed it as like, well, we thought they were a threat. And so I will say this, when you look at what's going on here, it is mirrored internationally. Mm. So when we look at our media, look at it with a critical eye, just like we've learned this past year Mm -hmm. that the media has skewed the stories of black, black and brown lives Mm -hmm. um, and how it skewed the story with white supremacy Mm -hmm. and how, you know, there's been a lot of issues around that. Yeah. And how we skew our stories and our holidays around what has happened mm-hmm. with Native Americans. Mm-hmm. I want you to think of those stories like this. This literally mirrors that. Yeah. And we're just doing it internationally. So look at everything with a critical eye. It's not complicated. It's a lot of information, but it's not complicated. It's actually more simple than it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thank you for simplifying it. I will say the way that you broke it down, I get it now. And I feel so much yeah. more comfortable talking about <laughs> it now. Good. So I, I just want to say thank you so much. Yeah. An Instagram that Alia recommends is Eye on Palestine. That's E-Y-E dot O-N dot Palestine. That's on Instagram. Uh, she's also let us know that if we have questions, we can reach out to her. It's sessionswithalia at gmail.com. And I will put that in the show notes for us. Um, so thank you so much, Alia, for coming on here and educate me. Get me together, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. And for those who are looking for action, you can text um, because there is a bill out right now to defund mm. some of our tax dollars from the military. Yes. And this is like, this is yes. the progress that we want. So this is how you could show action. So um, you can text the number 50409 and you can text them in all caps, resist. They'll like send the letter for you. And it's pretty awesome. That is so cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. I will have that in the show notes as well. Thank you, Alia. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me.